Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hunt, Bonnie Dawson, bow, bow, bow. I'm Sam Delaney, so what? Welcome along to uh, another episode where we're going to delve into the mailbag and read out mm. some of your correspondence. I'm looking forward to this, mate, because we haven't done a, this- a full... Um, yeah. mailbag in a while which means it's very full to burst in and there's yeah. some great stuff in there from no, all the, the lads day. and lasses <laughs> we did one the other day Sam did did remember. Oh, okay. yeah. I thought it was but, like a specific one the other day no I think I think not. the one the other day we we didn't actually get that many read out we got sidetracked a bit you know I don't but, remember fucking neither of us remember anything that we've podded we just pod this, so this much is what, yeah, this is what the listeners need to remember if you send in a tweet or anything with any reference to anything that's in the free-to-air episodes that used to be IFS, you've got to remember, first of all, they were nine months ago. We've got no idea what we said nine months ago. It's nice that you're getting in touch, but if you're making a reference to something, fucking no idea what it is. Secondly, if you mention something that we've recorded a few days ago, again, no fucking idea. It goes in one ear and out the other. We don't we don't retain anything. I mean, that we I say. don't want you all to think of this if you're IFS and you're paying good money, I don't want you to think that this is just disposable bollocks that falls out of our assholes and then we forget about it straight away. But you have to understand, in a way it is. Um it's not done with any I mean, there's real love that goes into it, don't get oh, us God, wrong. Yeah. But we just do a fucking lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> so much. We do so much that it's really hard to retain it all. But, um, yeah, it's a, a mailbag episode. And uh, here's a one that goes back to one of the first and greatest topics that we had uh, on the mailbag. And that was the stray man. Mm. Now, for those of you who might not be familiar with the stray man, it is when you uh, find yourself unable to return to your home or dwelling usually late at night and you uh, have nowhere to rest your head and you have become a stray man. (laughs) And it's all about what happens afterwards. um, I remember when I was in Brighton uh, for New Year a couple of years ago uh, with some friends and the the dad's original stray man, Rory, who you've met, he was saying something or other about he didn't want a new cat. That's right. Right. And his daughter said to him something like Did he not say that it, he didn't want a that he didn't want to get a new one or he, he would just want to get a stray one or something and adopt it or something like that? Yeah, and she said, Well, in that case, you can leave the house and you yeah. can be a stray man. You can be a stray man, yeah. And that was his daughter She'd Cara. A cat and than- and it, it was a phrase that tickled me so much. Yeah. The idea of him being a stray man, which if, if you know Rory, you know, you can really envisage it. He's the sort of man who I think could quite happily be stray. Yeah. <laughs> Some men are just built for it, aren't they? 
Well, I mean, in some of the um, some of the Laurel and Hardy films, they're like basically tramps, aren't they? They are, aren't they? People they forget start that. off. They get they get into adventures, but they start off as stray men. Laurel and Hardy are the original stray men. If you've got Talking Pictures TV, which as we said before is a great great TV channel, um, which the Yesterday's Hero film was originally on, um, they're showing lots of Laurel and Hardy stuff on weekends at the moment, Saturdays and Sundays. Uh, it's Laurel and Hardy, so uh, there, 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 in that. there's few things funnier. I mean, I've got the box set with all of their films in, of course. I do too. But um, <laughs> but I can't be fucked putting in um, in DVDs a lot of the time. We play them through the PlayStation now, especially in a box set. You got to get them out the box. There you go. Get the fucking the box down. You got to get them out. Stick it in the fucking PlayStation. I mean, I'm such a lazy cunt. I think I've said this before, but there have been times where there's a film. I'm sat on the sofa and I decide, right, we're going to watch this film, kids, or mm. they say, let's watch it. And I'll go, right, see if it's on Sky or Amazon or whatever. And then I'll I'll know that it's over on the shelf somewhere in our DVD collection. <laughs> yeah. But if it's like one ninety nine, I'm that much of a lazy what? cunt. By the time I've got off my ass, found it, got it out of the box, stuck ah. it in the PlayStation, fucked around the TV to be on the PlayStation channel. Do you know no. what I mean? Trying yeah. to press play using your PlayStation controller. I like it's one ninety nine. Download it, and the kids haven't got a problem. They might not even know how lazy I'm being. But oh, if my good wife is. What are you doing? You're downloading Raiders You've of the Lost Ark. Download it. I said, it's 99p for a rental you get for three days. She went, three fucking days. We got it on DVD. It's like five foot away, you cunt. <laughs> <laughs> ah, fuck it. It's only 99p. What are you going to spend that 99p on, eh? Oh, duh. <laughs> you know what? I had a similar thing. Shameful. I had a similar thing yesterday, but even worse. We're going away on holiday this weekend, and I've got an Amazon Fire Stick that I want mm. to take with us. So you just plug mm. it in the telly up there and get, you know, stuff. Amazon, Netflix, Disney, and all that, and uh, the, uh, I've I've boxed lots of my stuff up because we I thought we were moving house last week or last month, and it didn't happen, so we're going to move again in about six weeks, hopefully. Uh, and the Amazon Fire Stick is boxed up somewhere, and I don't know mm. which box it was in. And then yesterday, stick. no, I nearly did. Yesterday, I saw on Hot UK Deals, which is a great site for deals that are hot and in the UK. Yeah. I saw um, Amazon Fire Stick down to twenty four ninety nine, and for a moment, I thought, let's fucking get a new one. Yeah. Probably go through those boxes. No, it's in a box somewhere. I'll just open the boxes and find it. I've got a fair idea which one of the boxes it's in. I've narrowed it down to about four boxes. I'm not paying 25 quid for another Fire Stick when it's in there somewhere. I lost my favorite, earlier this year, I lost my favorite baseball cap. As a bald <laughs> man, I'm quite into wearing baseball caps. Um, I've only got into it over the last couple of years, but now I'm really into it and I buy a lot. And I've got a favourite one that I think looks the nicest on my head, right? And I fucking Makes lost you look it. the prettiest. I, I started to fucking panic because I'd lost it. I was like, ah, fucking hell. It's been days now, I can't find it. So I fucking bought another one, didn't I? I mean, it was 20 quid, yeah? Yeah. Um, bought another one and uh, thought, because I'm quite like maybe it's the addict in me but I'm quite secretive about things like that from my wife yeah like small purchases that are clearly mm. slightly indulgent right? maybe you're just frightened of her yeah bit of that but she'll <laughs> silently judge that's the worst she uh, won't go what the fuck are you doing that for why did you spend money we can't afford it she'll just go mm. she'll go like this new t-shirt 
Uh, yeah. Go, mm-hmm. And then walk off, right? And it'll mm-hmm. never be mentioned again, but it'll live with me in the de- in the pit of my soul. And um, and so I did the old. Uh, she goes, "Need baseball cap?" I went, "Nah, this is me Brooklyn Nets one. I've had this for ages." It's she your favourite. Oh, that's weird. She goes, "Cause I just found this one in oh. Coco's room." And it had been in my daughter's room under a fucking, you know, I don't know what your daughter's room's like, but mine's a fucking pit half the time. You know, it's just all the clothes <laughs> thrown everywhere. And uh, I, I must have dropped my hat in her room. It had been covered for like about a month in a pile of her dirty laundry. Shit. And Proper, I was totally um, exposed because I thought my wife will never know I've bought a new hat mm-hmm. because it's identical to the old hat. So how sh- will she mm-hmm. know? She fucking mm-hmm. knew because she found the old hat. So like, oh, that's just funny. A, um, what is it? fucking procreating or something it's, it's like <laughs> Fantasia with the brooms it's uh, a proper fucking Columbo moment that it? oh one more thing yeah. what's yeah. this here oh, that's funny isn't it didn't realise you yeah. had two of these unless you bought one simply because you'd slightly mislaid the other one you can't <laughs> oh, headphones man. are the worst I lose headphones non-fucking-stop and because headphones play such a big role in my life hmm. I really get quite severe anxiety if I lose headphones and Mm. very often my response to losing them is to just immediately buy another pair because then it goes out of my head straight away right yeah so there's a lot if I I ever go how'd you lose headphones how'd you lose them so easy to lose mate Mm. not big Mm -hmm. ones like you know if if I've got the the older the little ones yeah the, the little ones, little Bluetooth ones, or running ones, Bluetooth ones, they're fucking easy. If you're a bit dizzy headed like me, right? Mm. It's fucking so easy to lose them. And then you go, well, maybe I should only buy cheap ones so I lose them so regularly. But then you get cheap ones, you go, eh, the sound's not quite as good in my ears. Yeah. When I'm listening to my favourite pop hits. I, I forgot to take mine once on a trip to London. And I realised as I got into Sunderland to get better to get on the train. So I went to Poundland and I bought some from Poundland. Yeah. Fucking hell. Jesus Christ. Fucking worst things I've ever encountered. Did it hurt your oh, ears? It was painful to me, psyche and to me soul. It was just so tinny and quiet. It was. It was excuse oh. me. Excuse me. This is in Poundland. This would be me. Excuse me. I'm going on a long train journey and my plan is to listen all the way through to In Rainbows, the Radiohead album from the noughties. It's very complex. So do you have any headphones? I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's, it's one, of their most, one of their most sonically sophisticated works. Which I have to, I'm sure you already know that. Do you have any headphones that would be particularly good for listening to that record? Apologies if I'm patronising you by saying that. <laughs> what, mate? Headphones? Yeah, aisle three. Yes, I'm aware there are three. I want got, some expert advice. Got white ones and black ones. <laughs> They're all uh, if, Have you got any over-ear ones? We've got some Disney ones. <laughs> We've got ones with pictures of, like, Pocahontas and that on. They're quite good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want Pocahontas ones to listen to In Rainbows. That would be insulting to Thom York. <laughs> Thom York. Who I'm sure despises Disney. Thom York is the sort of man who wouldn't let his children watch any Disney. He is, isn't he? <laughs> I just don't Cultural want my kids engaging with that kind of stuff. <laughs> I just really don't want my kids engaging with that. With that American <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Cultural imperialism, isn't it? Shut up, Thumb York. Fucking Sleeping Beauty's well good. 
I used to be into all that fucking oh, Disney's just cultural imperialism. And then I went to Disney World. It was the best holiday I ever had. Disney's <laughs> fucking awesome, mate. It's fucking great. Yeah, I went to see Black <laughs> Widow at the weekend. Because Disney do that too, don't they? All the Marvel yeah. stuff. But unfortunately, I fell asleep. For, oh. About 20 minutes in, I fell asleep. And I literally woke up as the, as the final scene mm. concluded. No surprise there. Oh, well. But I was actually... I don't mind sometimes if I sleep through a children's film if I think it's mm. shit. But actually, I was getting really into it. It's. Right. I think it's really good. I mean, I've got no I way think, of knowing well, yeah, other than what my was. kids and my wife said. They said it was really good. But on the other hand, it's like now I can look forward to it because as soon as it comes out on TV, like my son will want to watch it straight away again. And sometimes again. like, oh, fucking hell, I can't yeah. sit for it again. But now I can look forward to it. I mean, you could buy the Blu-ray maybe and put it to one side and then just order it off your telly when it comes on the telly. Yeah, I'll probably do that. If any of you listen to this and are disgusted by our fucking largesse yeah. and our, our fucking appalling attitude towards money and stuff. I mean, where do you keep your where do you keep your, your earphones? Are they are they are they Bluetooth ones that are connected with a cable that you put around the back of your head? Well, what or I've got at the moment is um Apple AirPods. Which I oh, invested don't fucking in earlier lose this them. year. They're fucking expensive. I know, and they're the easiest to lose. That's the problem. Jesus Christ! So I, I was going to say I put but, off buying them for a long time because I thought I'll get these and they're perfect for my lifestyle, <laughs> right? But <sighs> but London. I thought I will definitely fucking lose them. I haven't lost them yet, but I will. I mean, it's just <gasps> it's as, it's as certain as anything. It's as certain as the fact that I will one day die. The only other certainty in my life, apart from the inevitability of death, my own mortality, is the certainty that I will lose these hundred and thirty pound yeah. AirPods. Yeah. Where'd you keep your keys when you're not using them? Well, I mean, listen, this with me is a mindful. You know enough about me. You've worked with me for long enough, if you if we can call this work, to know that I am not a very organised person. You're the <laughs> logistics guy in this relationship. I am all over the fucking place. I do, uh, in theory, have a set place for my keys, right? I'm not going to reveal where that is on air. I will tell you off air. <laughs> right. It's, it's up my ass. Right. <laughs> I feed but, them up there one key at a time. Yeah. But the thing is, it's just the, 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 the essentials, your wallet, your phone, your keys, your headphones, these are all the essentials that need to remain in the same place. But I'm just a nightmare. I fucking... I, I was just going to say, in if, the same place. If, if you've got, you could get one of those little um, wooden things that you, you nail to the kitchen wall with little hooks on for your keys. You could Mate, keep your I've keys on there. I've got something like that. I've got something oh, yeah. like that. But my problem is, is that what you should do is as soon as you come in, you put the keys yeah. there. Mm. And I would say I've got better over the years. Now, eight times out of ten, I will. But mm. there'll always be two times out of ten where I've just inexplicably put them back in my pocket or put them in a bag, a bag that yeah. I hardly ever use. Wow. Do, do you know what yeah. I mean? And then I'll be yeah. running around the house and it's like, I can't find my fucking case. And I lose yeah. my temper about it. Yeah. And Anna will very calmly just go find the keys, hand them to me and ask <laughs> me to leave the house until I've calmed down. <laughs> She's a good wife. <laughs> She's basically what my brother often compares her to um, Hong Kong Fooey's cat assistant. <laughs> He's always referred to her as that, as Hong Kong Fooey's cat. Like, he just calmly takes care of all the shit yeah. while I'm making a big fuss about it. Yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah, I was just going to say, if you've got those earphones with the cable, 
that stretches around mm. the back of the neck. You could just hang them on one of them little hooks. But you on don't. You've hooks. gone for the air. The, well, they call AirPods. AirPods. You've gone for the AirPods because, as you just recently said, they, they suit your lifestyle. My lifestyle. I don't know what that means. I don't know no. what that means. I don't want to know what, what that means, lifestyle? to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to know what that means. But um, <laughs> where, did we, where did this begin? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Look at anyway, me the, the, claiming the stri- to have a lifestyle. Yeah, like well, I'm fucking Jack the Biscuit. S- sitting in his like bedroom doing a WhatsApp phone call. Sitting in his bedroom doing a WhatsApp phone call to a bloke in Sunderland. This but is Clyde. my lifestyle. That still counts as a lifestyle. Mm. Sitting here barefooted in a pair of shorts and it's the something. T-shirt I slept in, talking to a man in Sunderland. <laughs> that is my lifestyle. Take it or leave it, lads. They might not be writing about it in GQ, but I insist it is still a legitimate lifestyle choice. It's regular work, isn't it? Got to take what you can get. Yeah, they're not going to write a fucking 3,000-word essay on the lifestyle of me in fucking, you know, Condé Nest Traveller magazine. Fair enough, I don't want them to. It's 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 an existence at worst. Um, the existence anyway, is probably a better example of anyway, a better word, yeah. Strayman. Mm. That's where we got into this. Uh, mm. We've just spent 15 minutes explaining what Strayman is. Jalapeno. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Jalapeno. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Jalapeño. Uh, so this Strayman email, it, I like this one. This is so good. This is just perfect peak Strayman. This is from Owen McDonald. And he says, well, lads, he says, the stray man at the heart of this story is a friend of a friend, but it's too good not to share. That's fine. We're, we're okay with that. He says, yeah. a few years ago, two of them were out in Dublin. One left the club early, went back to his flat, fell asleep and accidentally locked the other one out. Now, this is a stray man origin story as old as time itself. Yeah, it's Lots a of old stray man story, stories begin like this. Yeah. Uh, he says, it was late, it was snowing and he was now a stray man. A middle-aged guy approached him and asked if he wanted to go for a tea or coffee. Uh, and he accepted the offer. Again, lots of stray man stories have this element to them. The introduction of a stranger who takes them on an odyssey. Um, so 
Uh, he says, they went back to his basement flat. This is probably what you shouldn't have done. But when you're a stray man, you can become desperate. You need shelter. You need mm. somewhere to rest your head almost, just rest yourself for a while, even if you stay awake. They went back to his basement flat, which had walls covered floor to ceiling in framed photos of dogs. <laughs> Do you want a cup for a tea or coffee? <laughs> oh, it's the fucking Alan Partridge episode again with Jed, isn't it? The, the, uh, the super fan. He says, yeah. they then watched a DVD that went through all the dogs the guy had owned. Apparently, he and his dogs were some sort of local celebrities. Uh, <laughs> after the dog chat, the man proceeded to show him his collection of samurai swords. <laughs> oh, that is a massive fucking red flag, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, and he says, picture attached for proof. And I'm looking at the picture that came with it. Now, there's um, there's a picture of... It's a four-part picture. And you've got... It's the same fella but his face has been blacked out. There's two with dogs and two with swords. And I don't know if this is the fella who owned the flat or the fella who visited the flat because he doesn't explain. But um, either way, it's good. Picture attached for proof. After several hours of tea, dogs and madness, it was morning and the guy dropped him back to his mate's flat. So, you know, everyone thought that, oh, this is going to be a menace story. You know, something bad's going to happen. But yeah. the fellow with the dogs and the swords, his intentions were true. He just wanted a bit of company. He could have, you know, slaughtered this bloke with the sword and then wore his skin. But and then didn't. fed him to his dogs. Yeah, he didn't. He just gave him some tea and watched some DVDs about the dogs. He just wanted a bit of company. So um, there we are. To me, that is just an archetypal stray man story. I it's a great, yeah, it's got a lot of the sort of the classic touch points of the stray man <laughs> story. Which is is a really which is a good thing, not a bad thing. Um, oh God! Like what? There's, what there's one about Sam. There's one from someone from Barnes where you live. Now I can read this one out, and you can react if you'd like to do that. Yeah, read it out. Yeah, do that. And it's a follow up to your story about um, helping Goth Crooks up when he fell off his bike. Yeah, that, that time. <laughs> the greatest story is, ever told. This is a story from David, and he says, "Hi lads, your Goth Crooks anecdote reminded me of what a legend he is." It didn't remind him of what a legend you are, Sam, curiously. I know. I thought I was the hero of that story. Yeah, but I thought so as well in that one. He says, uh, I used to work in his local pub about 10 years ago, The Sun Inn, Barnes. Are you familiar with it? Mm. Uh, <laughs> extremely familiar with it, yeah. <laughs> it's also it says, my local pub. Garth was a regular with Ray Stubbs, also a top bloke. Are you I familiar know, with Ray Stubbs in the I, local? I know Stubbsy. I've, I've, I've had a pint with Stubbsy in The Sun Inn. Not Crooksy, but Stubbsy I know well enough to have a drink with, yeah. Ray Stubbs, human of honour, I reckon. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, one afternoon, he turned up with an under-12 football team who was helping coach, wanting to get them lunch. Our kitchen was closed, but I said we could do something simple for them, like fish finger sandwiches. Crooksy was more than happy, and then started helping me set up the tables and then run the food out from the kitchen. It was surreal. Garth Crooks, a man I had seen playing live for Manchester United, was carrying plates of food with me and collecting empties. He says, I loved serving him. Always a friendly, polite bloke who'd often be up for football talk. Uh, There you go, mate. There's two pints of bitter and a packet of crisps. Just quickly, are you up for some football talk? Yeah, sure. When? (laughs) Now. Uh, Okay, fine. Do you want to start? (laughs) Let's talk football. Kick off. Go. (laughs) He said he'd often be up for football talk, 
unlike Mark Lawrence, and that's, that's all he, he says. <laughs> oh, well, I've never uh, seen Mark Lawrence. I'm, there's no, I've heard no rumours that Mark Lawrence's ever been in that pub. I've never seen him yeah. around Barnes, but well, so maybe, maybe he was just he's left up that with hanging Stubbs. like cryptically, hasn't yeah. he? Maybe he was just hanging out with Ray Stubbs. Um, yeah. Other notable regulars, again, you can tell me these names and if you know any of them. Uh, Lee Dixon, a really sound bloke. Uh, I've seen Lee Dixon in there and just around the hood yeah. numerous times. Um, but don't I think Lee Dixon, Lee Dixon comes across as a sound bloke, I think. He does, yeah. Along with that. Bob Willis, of course, uh, recently passed away. I actually, so the, the, without giving the away too much personal info on other people, mm. I actually know for a fact that Lee Dixon is a really, really good bloke because yeah. he has helped people who I know through my own personal struggles, he has personally helped people in the most mm. incredible ways, quietly. Mm. And uh, I think he is a genuine top blow. And, and occasionally mm. you see people, like maybe Spurs fans, which I get, you know, club rivalries and whatever, or people like slagging him off when he's doing co-coms or something. Right, And yeah. it needles me, because although I don't know him personally, I know that he has been an incredible support to people who are less yeah. fortunate than him. So just want to put that out there. Everyone, Lee Dixon's a fucking great it's man. It's official. I mean, yeah. I, I, think, I like Lee Dixon's commentary. I think he's really good. And uh, yeah, he's, he's got smart. that kind of um, common touch, if you like. Uh, the late Bob Willis, totally laid back. Don't know if you ever encountered uh, Bob never Willis. Never seen Bob Willis around. Uh, Simon and Yasmin Lebon. Mm. Ever seen them around? I've seen Simon Lebon a couple of times. Once at the Sun Inn. On, uh, if you go to the Sun Inn, I mean, I don't want to create a stampede to the Sun Inn, but if you go mm. to the Sun Inn on Christmas Eve, Mm. there are all the local sort of celebs will be there it's like everyone fucking goes there on Christmas Eve and I once saw a table with a, a number of these characters that have been talked about here all around <laughs> the same table on Christmas Eve right and I stumbled into an alcove where they were sitting because I was looking for someone none of whom were there so I was looking for a non-famous person right and I stumbled in <laughs> pissed of my tits because it was Christmas Eve and I was an alcoholic and I stumbled around a corner and sort of wobbled and regarded them all like oh, cunts a bit like oh, that and then they just all looked a bit disturbed VIP cunts yeah I was a bit like Dan Aykroyd when, in Trading Places when he turns up at the Christmas party dressed as Santa with a salmon <laughs> stuffed down his front um, but I've seen Simon Le Bon there at Christmas and Yasmin Le Bon there's a I was in a restaurant um, in Barnes uh, once with my wife and Yasmin was in there with some of the Le Bon kids having dinner mm. on the table next to us and I can't tell I mean it, in some ways it ruined the dinner for my wife and I who were out trying to have a nice romantic time but we were just mm. so distracted and excited by the presence of the Le Bons the and Le Bons. speculating as to whether Simon was going to turn up and join them which yeah. he didn't disappointedly uh, they almost ruined the night because it was too yeah. exciting but that's uh, not so, yeah, fault. that's my it's Le Bon story. Well, it says Simon and Yasmin Le Bon, he loved London Pride and a chat on a Sunday morning. Oh, well, that's <laughs> it. That's the local beer is London Pride. You, you're, you're true local if you have a London yeah. Pride, yeah. I mean, I like that. I like that he's in on a Sunday morning having a chat. He's proper middle-aged fucking yeah. man at, at ease yeah. with himself. He's going out for a pint on a Sunday lunchtime. Ah, pint London Pride and a chat with the barman. Yeah. <laughs> morning, cunts. Use your Use your, it'd be tankered. Yeah. Right, let's see what let's see what those fucking cunt politicians have been up to this week. And as he yeah. ruffles his Sunday Telegraph, same old fucking shit. 
<laughs> Let me tell you something, right? People talk about fucking Boris Johnson. I have seen them all fucking come and go, right? I have been. You, get, I can go back to fucking Harold Wilson, right? And let I've me met tell most you, of them. all of them are the fucking same. When they need something, they're all fucking smiles and handshakes, yeah. But let me tell you, when you're off that number one spot, they wouldn't piss on you if you're on fire. <laughs> Callahan. Major all Callahan. <laughs> I met Callahan. It was in the early days of Jurandra. And obviously he wasn't Prime Minister anymore. He was on the way down. We were on the way up. There was a bit of needle. There was a bit of tension in the air, but you know We met him backstage at Top of the Pops. He was trying to get a pop career going. Asked for some advice. I was off my face at the time. I was no use he to got, anyone. Uh, he got the same producer who made that single with Reginald Bosen kept. He saw how well that had done and he wanted a piece yeah, of the action. Yeah. But it was only number 39 in the chart. He went out the next week, didn't even go I up. said to him, mate, you've got to get a better look. You're in a fucking shit suit and you're bald. Get a hat, for fuck's sake. This was years before I told Jamiroquai to do the same thing. Luckily, he listened. Callahan didn't. <laughs> the rest writes itself. <laughs> next question. <laughs> what do you mean, next question? I'm just a barman. <laughs> <laughs> you want to top up with that bit? Yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah, I've got another half an hour. She's got the dinner on, but it's always late. <laughs> Hang on. Let's see if she's fucking texted. No, she hasn't. We're all right. <laughs> yeah, go on. Stick stick half in it. No, I'll make it a pint. <laughs> she's told me to... Hang on. She's told me to pop into Londis and get some fucking corn flour. What? <laughs> Fuck her now. Yeah, she's I'll pretend the I didn't again. see the text. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't opened it, so she can't say I've read it. I've just seen it in the preview <laughs> bit on the front. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back. Frankly, that, I don't even know what... Cornflower sounds like a specialist food to me. They're not going to have it in Londis either way. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, Simon Yasmin. And then Gary Lineker. He just says legend, well, obviously. Barnes legend. That Barnes my, royalty. My relationship, if you can call it that, with Gary Lineker has been well documented on this podcast. Has, yeah. Uh, yeah. See him around loads. I've always tried to get something going with him because I did mm-hmm. once know him my my time at Match of the Day. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we've got so much in common in our mm-hmm. worldview. Do you know what I mean? Right. I, I just think yeah. we could. It's just it, to me, it's just a natural friendship waiting to happen. Yeah, but you know, he doesn't. He he's got a load of different calls upon his time, hasn't he? So he's not mm. thinking, oh, I'll make the effort to make friends with this geezer I see hanging around Barnes who stares at he's, me sometimes. He's he's not looking for work, put it that way. He's not. He doesn't need me, but I feel like I need him. And mm. I've heard that he might be moving out of the area, and I, I hate to think that I could be one of the reasons for that, but <laughs> I, I could be. <laughs> who knows? Got time for another quick one before we end this. This has just come in while we're recording this. Uh, it's a bullshit tale. Oh, and good. And we love bullshitters. And um, it's from... Uh, oh, he hasn't put his name. Oh, yeah, IFS Adam. There we are. And he says, Hi, lads, this may be worthy. Well, we'll decide. He says, When kids, when kids, two of our group turned up to a meeting very excited. They claimed they'd just been walking through the cut when they encountered a dog unaccompanied mm. with a lit fag in its mouth having a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wish that was true. Smoking dog. All right, 
Go I lie. <laughs> I'm imagining yeah. it wearing a trilby as well, Sam. If you want, if you want a fag, you can light it off of off, off of this. The end of this. Light it off the end of mine. It's no problem. Excuse me, breath. <laughs> it stinks on account of me being a dog. That's the reason I started smoking. I just had some meat earlier. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, the lid fire in its mouth, having a smoke. They said it did nothing, just stared at them. Ah, like <laughs> the them rest dogs of in us. Spain that, that followed my mates down the hill. Yeah, the staring. feral dogs, I bet they were smokers yeah. and drinkers. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, <laughs> he says, drinkers. Adam says, the rest of us obviously called it as bullshit. Uh, in the following years, the subject often came up, but the two bullshitters remained emphatic on what they had seen. Members of the group often tried to bribe a confession out of them with free beer or tablets. I imagine they'd be drug tablets. Mm. Uh, on one occasion, their pints were secretly drug powdered in an attempt to get a confession out of them. <laughs> they put some truth powder in their beer. They spiked them with truth serum. Um, <laughs> it, it never worked. He says, lost touch with them now, but suspect they still claim this bullshit tale. Or is it? Now, I'm going to say to you, Sam, are you calling that as bullshit or are you calling that as a true It incident? sounds far-fetched, but I think there's a chance it could be true. There's enough of a chance for me to believe it. It's that thing as well with me. If I want to believe a story, like if it's a rumour about a celebrity or something, if I want to believe it, therefore it becomes truth. Yeah, always. That's my attitude to And a lot of people go, ah, oh, Sam's full of shit, right? <laughs> I hear people <laughs> saying this when I walk down the street. But that's because I choose to look at, I choose to regard the world as a fun, brightly coloured and extraordinary place, right? Mm-hmm. And if that means that I'm more gullible about stories mm. or more willing to accept them, then fucking sue me. So be but it. if someone yeah. tells me they've seen a smoking dog, I, I'm going to choose to believe that's true. I mean, certainly we know mm. that rabbits can um, uh, rabbits can be made to smoke and then become addicted because that's what they do yeah. in the labs to test out the facts, don't it's they? It's job, isn't it, in the labs, yeah. Jo- job play is special. got a big laboratory in the yeah. Welsh countryside where they train rabbits to smoke. Yeah. Just to make sure that they're still that the fags still work. I think that's what it yeah. is, isn't it? Uh, well, got, why are you making those rabbits smoke? To check that the fags are safe for humans. We've but put a new, we know that we're, they're not safe. They kill you. Well, we've got, still, can't be too careful. We've got a new recipe. And we've got to test it out on, on the rabbits to make sure they work. We, we, we figured Coca-Cola got a long way with Diet Coke, right? So we're thinking... Could we do a new recipe that was cancer-free fags? <laughs> we're not. I wouldn't say we were hopeful, but you got to give these things a try. And the rabbits are very much our guinea pigs. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, we tried it with guinea pigs, but they don't like it. They spit them out. They love a drink, uh, guinea pigs. They're big drinkers. They like the Irish yeah, in that sense. Yeah. They're sort of born with a taste for it. <laughs> they also like to gamble. <laughs> That's their That's the with guinea pigs. They're unreliable to <laughs> work with. A lot of fun, but not the most professional. <laughs> we test bets out on them because they love to gamble. Um, all right, that's it from this episode of the uh, Mailbag Delve. We'll do another one soon because there's some really good stuff there. Keep them yeah. coming. Uh, you know all the topics we've, we've told you before. Um, keep them coming and we'll read them out. Thanks very much. Um, don't smoke or drink. Take care of your bunny rabbits.
Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.